Today's episode is sponsored by Wink. So I'm a really big fan of wine, but I admittedly know nothing about it. I basically walk into the grocery store, normally Whole Foods, and I'm like, hey, what should I have? And I look around at pretty bottles and I'm like, this is a cute bottle. I like the shape of it. I like the design. I really like the typography in this situation. And that's pretty much how I decide, which, you know, sometimes can work out because occasionally I'm getting wine that's, you know, good and the price is just, uh, you know, a decent price. But other times it's like, I'm not getting the best wine that I could get for the dollar amount. And that's what I love about Wink is they really help you through that process of finding a wine that tastes delicious, it looks good on the outside, and the price is right. Yeah. Like, if anyone's ever been in the wine out at just Target, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. So uh, what I love about Wink, which is an online personalized wine club, is that they allowed me to take an awesome test to get my palate preference so they know what kind of wine I like, and they gave me some options. I picked three options. I got complimentary wine from them that we are drinking right now, and it is... Forma de Vida. It's delicious. <laughs> it is so delicious. So like a white blend and the label, which they they partner with um, local artists to make the label. So this label is so gorgeous. All the Beautiful. labels are gorgeous. I mean... I'm a design snob. I'm a designer. So getting wine that looks cute. And we and can't decide good. which one we like the most. It's, no, they all, they're all beautiful and they're all delicious. <laughs> they're all great. Um, so you guys need to go to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle to save $20 off your first order of wine. And there's complimentary shipping on four bottles more. So that encourages you to drink more wine, which you should do because that's the kind of world we're living in right now. So to save $20 off your first order, visit trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. And then you can be living in wine land like we are. Go follow us on Instagram because we'll be drinking wine via social media for the next couple of days. Enjoy. Cheers. Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Hey guys. It is December 13th. It is the 13th. So we're, we're about here. halfway through and we are about a month from my birthday. You're gonna be an age. I know. This is the <laughs> last month of my 20s. I, um, I can't believe it. So and I'm wondering if there's like something that I should do before I turn 30. Okay. A lot of people do 30 days, 30 days of doing different like things. different things. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do all that because I'm like, I got Christmas, I got this cruise, I got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm like, I do, there's like, I, I don't know, there's something, yeah. I could do something. I feel like you should try to do at least like, I feel like I've been very, I feel like I've been very responsible throughout like my whole life. Oh gosh, yes. So maybe I should do something like wild and crazy, but I don't really know what I would do. Yeah, I, I always tell people you could always be a David and jump out of a plane if you got nothing no. else. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I wish that I was like brave enough to do something like that. Like, there's just no part of me that's like, let's jump out of a plane. I feel like for me, going in a helicopter is like enough work. Like, I did yeah. that, and I'm like, I would do that again. But jumping out of a plane, I'm like, that's just really tempting. I'm already 
already black. <laughs> He's black too. Like, why is he doing this? Like, this is not something. Like, no, no, no. He wasn't. And what's funny is like most of the people that were there that day were like people of color. That's so funny that she said that. Like, we were all well. Like, I was say that actually, I know one other guy who jumped on a plane. He's a black guy too. And yeah. I'm like, y'all are brave because I'm just like in this world. I'm just like trying to get through the day. Like, I'm not trying to jump out of. Parts I'm of just the trying to get through Twitter every day. Yeah, like I'm just like 2016 oh has gosh. been scary enough. I'm not gonna jump out of a plane. I will go in a helicopter. That's like you know, you that's the most I'll do. With something though, yeah, like that's a really cool like end of saying goodbye to 20s. Yeah, I'm like it's bittersweet because like on one hand, like I am really sad to see them go because they they've been good to me, but at the same time, like I have so many friends that are like in their you know mid to early um or early to mid 30s, and they just are they yeah. just. I, I like just love them. They have them together. Your like they've been alone. Yeah, thrive but I feel 30s. like I feel like a lot of like my my female friends. Like I've yeah. just seen them like really come into their own in their thirties. I feel like you become like very fuck yeah. deficient. Like you're yeah. just like I don't care anymore. Like I'm oh, gonna man, do me. And so I just feel like yes, like I'm still ready for that. So I am really excited about my thirties. But like I feel like my twenties have been really great to me. So yeah. Hopefully, I have it. A, I I feel like I like people are like oh you really have it together, and I feel like some people are like. I've had people literally like, I want to spend more time with you so I can have it more together. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know, know that right? that's not true? Like, that that's not yeah. true at all. So I'm hoping that in my 30s, I actually have it together as much as people think that I have yeah. it together. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, that's for. an accurate life portrayal. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, what that's my, my goal for my 30s. Yeah, I could be what people think that I am. Because people yeah. naturally always think that I'm a lot older. Oh, I yeah. Am. I forget that you're not older than me all the time. Um, because of the life that I live. Yeah. Because I was sleeping at, like, 9.30. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, they're because they're like, oh, you're just so responsible. I thought you were way younger. And I was like, what else was I supposed to be doing right now? And, yeah. I, and I just feel like I don't have my stuff together. I'm like, you think I have it together? Like, I don't think I have it together. They're like, oh, you have it together for your age. I'm like, but then I think about people my age who are like, multi-billionaires i'm like no that's those exactly have it's like I, I always feel like you know you're always of course you're always yeah you are you definitely to, you know you're so. like well mark zuckerberg was a billionaire exactly age, so what yeah. are you talking about um, but yeah so i'm just i don't know i do like like i know everyone is like a little bit afraid of change and of course i am as well but i also love new beginnings like i'm very much like yeah. some people are like oh the the a new year doesn't mean anything like it's whatever me i like to take those opportunities i understand that it's just at the end of the day it's just a calendar that we've made up but i like to take those opportunities to kind of like refresh rejuvenate yeah. and like start anew so for me like going into a whole new decade i feel like it's really like a time where i can like i've been evaluating everything especially like after the year that i've had which like has it's it's not been a bad year like I won't call it a bad year but it's had the lowest lows and the highest highs that I've yeah, experienced in one right. in one year for myself um so I just feel like it's going to be a really great time like that I've kind of evaluated all this year and see where I want to go I've made a lot of major changes in the last few years and so I'm kind of excited to see those start to pan out like right. over the next few years have, so that's exciting I'm excited for yeah that. And just, you know, getting to celebrate, which I think we all know that I'm really obsessed with celebrating any holidays, birthdays, anything. Yeah. Every time we're like near like straight up like October through like mid January is my favorite because it's like we have Halloween, then we've got Thanksgiving, which like I don't even care that much about Thanksgiving, but I just like to celebrate. Then we have like all like Christmas, Hanukkah. Um, and then we go into like New Year's and then it's my birthday, January 12th. So I'm like, yes, it's like holiday season. And I really like, I'm not even a Valentine's Day person, but like, 
I get into I I like to do I things like more the, for my friends I as like opposed the to idea of yeah. Valentine's Day being about the celebration of love. So yeah, I like, like I, I really like to do things for my friends things. and stuff yeah. like that for Valentine's Day. And then like I'm Irish, so like we're very big into like having a kind of traditional St. Patrick's Day. So and then John's birthday is two days after St. Patrick's Day. So really, from October to March, we're just like I'm literally celebrate. never here during John's birthday because we will You're not be here. Well, we I'm won't be we won't it. be here. Okay. We're gonna be <laughs> in Europe. Like, I will not be. Yeah, here and that's the other thing. Like my thirties, like we're starting off like we're we're going to dc for my birthday then baltimore um i think we might go to new orleans in february and then march we're doing europe so i'm hoping that this sets a precedent for my 30s to be filled with travel because that is what i just want to just like constantly be traveling in my 30s it's real yeah (laughs) it's real oh my goodness i'm gonna i'm writing in the middle of writing a blog post about my year in review and it's not until I look at it do I think about how much traveling we did this year. And yeah. I'm kind of like, we didn't really, we didn't even go international. We didn't do anything internationally. So I can't even imagine adding, which we want to do next year, adding international travel to the list and then how do you survive? <laughs> how do you survive? But I think it's just because we're parents and we have a kid. Let's say, yeah, it's a whole there. different ballgame. It's a different ballgame when you have a kid. And, and I think that's why this year, like December, the month of December, I'm kind of like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to sit at home. Like, I went to Disney over the weekend, and that was, like, a draining experience. Now, let me tell you, I feel like now I have a very, 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 very small understanding, very small understanding of what it must be like for you. Because normally when we go to Disney with kids, we're with their parents, right? So it's like, I'm like, oh, this isn't so so bad, but it's just because we have, you know, four adults and, like, two children. But over the weekend, we babysat um, John's nephews, and so, our nephews, and so... Like, we didn't have a stroller because they're six and three, and we went to Disney Springs, and we only went for a few hours, but, like, the youngest one fell asleep before our food came, and I had to, like, eat while holding him, and he, like, he became obviously, like, way heavier. Kids become as a soon as block. It was just, like, <laughs> as soon as he, like, fell asleep, it's like, he's like this, and so I'm, I'm trying to eat over him and, like, keep his, his head supported and everything, and then the way out, like, John had to carry him, and then by the time we got to the hotel, they were both asleep, so I had to carry the little one, which I, I swear is probably heavier, <laughs> because he's just so dense. Like, he's yeah, younger, little- but... It's and just, some kids just have that density yeah. to them that just makes them really dense. And so, you know, I was so exhausted after just taking them out to Disney Springs for a few hours, whereas, like, John and I will do, like, a theme park from sunup to sundown, no problem. Yeah, and now I'm like, like from now I understand, <laughs> yeah, with just not, without the parents being there to help us, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of work. <laughs> happening with kids i mean i assumed it was a lot of work like it's not that i didn't you know i didn't think it was easy i assumed it was a lot of work but now that i've carried that kid i'm like it's way like my back still hurts (laughs) i'm like it's more work than i could have imagined oh my goodness the lesson is that kids weigh a lot when they're sleeping yeah take anything away from the story just know that well and your little one was up right the whole time so that's good she enjoyed it nap until i literally was walking back from epcot we parked in hollywood studios so walking back almost to the car and she started to fall asleep in the stroller um, uh-huh. because I live in Florida and you don't go anywhere because every we don't have parking you know I think other places I think what it is is that parking's a little more accommodating or if you live in a place with public transportation then you're yeah. kind of used to just going where you're going you're never walking yeah. around whereas parking in Florida is an event it like, is. It's like parking parking lots are their own Yeah, they're place. their own place. <laughs> and then you get to the destination. It's that yeah. way with Universal. It's that way with Disney. It's that way with, like, Even SeaWorld. just entertainment complexes. Entertainment, like, like, going to the movies. Going to Artagon, even. Oh, yeah. 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 Going to the mall is a, like, I went to Earl's on Saturday, and it's a yeah. event to park, and then walk into the restaurant. So, um, 
Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole different ballgame. So, oh, I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, so this is like an episode that we actually planned when we first started the podcast. Um, because we both are into reading and we both love um, reading like business books and books on creativity and entrepreneurship. So we kind of have talked about it a long time ago. We're like, oh, we should do, you know, an episode talking about our favorite books. But we could never narrow it down, number one. Right. And so we kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And so eventually we were like, you know what, let's just add it to our favorite things. Yeah. And we'll do it at the end of the year when we are being Oprah and sharing all of our favorite things. So today we're going to talk about our favorite business entrepreneur slash creative books. Um, that we are and Charisma, I like literally brought the books. I brought my books and you know why? Because so, so <laughs> for the last two episodes, one I, I well both, I was in New York. Yeah. Um so you haven't been here since November. Yeah, so I um I basically had my computer in front of me at the time and so I was kind of going through and like looking at it so I'd remember like what to talk about. So I was like, Well let me just actually bring the books today. That way it's just I don't know, I like to hold them and I just like to be around books. You know that I'm like Ah, they smell so good. (laughs) I just smell the book publicly. (laughs) All right, so you start. So my like and this is not the book I think the other ones I've pretty much like kinda narrowed down to this year. But when it comes to business books, I've read a lot of them when I first started becoming an entrepreneur. I obviously was, well, not when I first started, but like going through the journey of trying to transition to full time, becoming obsessed with the stories and the reading. So, so a lot of these I haven't read this year. I've read them like two, three, yeah. four years ago. And a lot um, of them you read again and again. Yeah, and you read good. again and you go back and you thumb note and you try to like quote it in Instagram and you just do things like that. Yeah. So my first one is going to be The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell and any Malcolm Gladwell book really <laughs> and if you're an entrepreneur and you're creative or creative in general i know a lot of creatives who just write or work for companies malcolm gladwell's always um a lot of christians as well i found hmm. really love malcolm gladwell and i think it's because of his um david and goliath book i think the, the title attracted yeah, a lot attracts, of people but people yeah. really just um understood his point of view and he really just makes you look at things in a different point of view and that's what i really liked about the tipping point so i i'm not <laughs> there's nothing really to be spoiled about I mean honestly I will just say Malcolm Gladwell in general read any of his books he just has so much knowledge and so much things for you to learn from and I I can't put into words because it's been so much more helpful in me changing my thought process from being the worker bee to using mm. my art and using my um, okay. creativity as yeah. an actual business and that really helped me push I think from worker bee to being my own entrepreneur which so. is a tough like transition for a lot of people a lot of to people, understand yeah. a coming lot of people from don't, you know the workforce right and I think we're not lot, taught to be no. leaders really unfortunately unless and, you grow up in a family of entrepreneurs in which I kind of did because my mom started her business when I was in high school and so I really did kind of understand but for yourself and the fact that we were in totally different you know career fields she's in the medical field and I'm in the creative field and, and services and so she's kind of doing something that's hands-on with people and there's rules and there's laws and there's things that so she has to do things a certain way there's no you have to do things a certain way in web design web development. there kind of is there are guidelines but they're very flexible and it's yeah. um, all kind of up to how you go so i really just think that that um the tipping point was a tipping point for me <laughs> um understanding how to switch my mindset so that's my first 
recommendation. So my first book, John actually reads a lot of books um, for, you know, everything with to do with uh, leadership to entrepreneurship to teaching. Um, and he gets a lot of great recommendations through, you know, school. Um, so this was actually a book that he brought home uh, that I guess, I don't know if his principal or somebody at the school told him to read The Power of Habit. And he was like really into it. I I don't know why I just at first I was like, really know if I want to read it like I just wasn't drawn into it but actually Bobby read it and after she read it she was like oh this is like a really interesting read so I was like all right I'll give it a try so I picked it up and I actually did read this this year um and it was fantastic like it's you know it was definitely different than what I expected it's a lot of like short stories um but it's kind of like the chapters make sense like it it all leads towards something but it's a lot of short stories showcasing and teaching us about habits why we have them how we develop them how we can break them how we can reroute them that sort of thing um so i really like that it wasn't just like the textbook definition of like this is a habit here's how you break it but it really gave these like stories that brought it to life and made it a little bit more relatable um and the first story honestly like just blew my mind and that's kind of how I got sucked in because I was like, whoa, Ooh, they this probably, is like, interesting. Like, we're going to get people in by having yeah. a mind-blowing first And there were quite a few stories like that that were just like, wow, I just can't believe that this happened. And they even actually had a story that had to do with um, a very famous, like, football coach. And I'm not even going to try to, like, remember who his yeah. name is. Oh, but man. I guarantee, like, most people, if you've ever heard of football and you know anything about it, if you read the story, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who that coach is and I know all this and whatever. And, like, I didn't understand, like, the football aspect of it, but I got, like, what they were – because right. they talked about how he trained, um, you know, his players and basically how he won the Super Bowl and yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's funny because, like, I told John, I was like, yeah, did you hear about that, like, one part with that one guy? He's, like, that football guy? And John's like, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. But, again, I already forgot his name. It's, like, a super famous, like, yeah. he's really, really famous. But, I, yeah, me and football, I just, no, in one ear, out the other. But, yeah, so the book was really fantastic. And I, I think that it's great to learn why we have the habits we have and how to reroute them into more positive right. habits. Because that's the thing is like we I think we all know and that's that was I think what turned me off from it before I read it is I was like, I understand like you know, people say either fourteen days or twenty one days to break a habit, blah blah blah. Right. And I'm like, I already know that, I know the math, like it's what what can I possibly learn from this book? So I was really able to go into it and learn way more than I thought that I would. Um and I think that honestly it applies to everyone, not just if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or anything like that, but just Pretty much anybody that has ever had a habit that they dislike, which is, I think, all people. Yeah, I definitely have always heard a lot of corporate offices and a lot of friends that work corporate office reading The Power of Habit, so I'm not surprised that that's something that John's work recommended to him, and I think it's just because it helps employees kind of set goals and, and make better choices, especially when you've been working, I think, for a long time in a career path, and you've kind of, you have your habits, so that yes. really makes you think, like change your the way you think about the way you're doing things and even like i mean we've talked about systems before and i think that it applies to it because it's like if you're doing the same systems over and over and maybe they're not as good as they can be it can be hard to kind of break those habits that you have within those systems so it can really help especially i think at the beginning or end of a of a year when you're looking at okay what am i going to do for the new year how am i going to change things up and kind of be more productive it's a really good book to pick up like right now i know it's literally the same so you guys need to go read that right now that's yeah (laughs) um so you can figure it out so my second book and david is in a lot of i don't know what they're like the book facebook groups for like authors and things where he ends up getting books 
for free that I usually like, whatever. So, like, this one is The Art of Work from Jeff Goins, and this is... I like the cover. An advanced reader's copy. Mmm. <laughs> has a lot of the books that we get. Um, actually, now that made me think about one of the books that I'm going to put on my list that is actually different from another book. Um, so I actually read, David was like, you need to read this, you need to read this, you need to read this, it's actually really good. And so when he gets books, because he's actually got, like, T- Tim Tebow's book through there. Okay. He's doing through. I think he gave, gave it away, he's doing a giveaway to get through it. So he gets these books from people on it. So I'm, like, mentally like, okay, whatever. Some guy on the internet selling book. But this book is actually, um, really good. So it has different stories about how people learn like discover what they do how they find their passion and why they do what they do and i mean just to give an example um one of the quotes from one of the chapters it starts off as saying your calling is not always easy it will take work practice can teach you what you are and are not meant to do and so that really makes you think like, you're like oh practice makes perfect but sometimes you start a career and you start doing something and you realize the more you do it the more you're not supposed to do it so yeah. i really like this book that it gave different examples of what people are doing and how they got there and i'm so I definitely recommend it. Um, it's just, such a, and it's cute. Like we said, I'm, I am that person. I'm still graphic. Yeah, it's and a cute I do, cover. I judge books by their covers, so please don't like yell at me about it. I do like. That's my second recommendation. So my second book is um, Start Something That Matters by Blake Mycosi. I'm probably saying it wrong, but um, he's actually the founder of Tom's, and he's really like it's more. Um, I guess it's focused on if you're starting like a nonprofit, but my friend bought it for me a few years ago for Christmas because she knows that like ultimately it's my dream to start a nonprofit and it's a really fascinating book like it goes into starting about like it talks about Tom's and how it originated but then it kind of just goes into like how to find your own story um, how to start a nonprofit, like basically all the steps of it. And it, it talks to, it discusses like with a lot of other business owners and people that run nonprofits, like how to go about it. And it gives like actionable steps. Um, so it's one of those that you can like pick up, read straight through, or you can just kind of pick up and go to any single page and there's going to be something on there that's probably going to help you. Um, so I did read it like a few years ago, but I've, I've, been picking it up this year and kind of going through it over and over again um and honestly just just the story of toms in general and how they came to be because i didn't really know um so that in itself was very very interesting but i love that like he shared his story but then really the rest of the book is is really about how to do it for yourself or yeah. how, how to do something similar for yourself um so i i, I think that it applies to business again it's it's really more for nonprofits, but it really does apply to business as well um, and I feel like if you, you know, if you started a business, like there's no reason you can't run a nonprofit later on. Like you could do both. Yeah. I plan to. So <laughs> I, I, do, I definitely think there's something in, um, there's a word for like, um, a type of business, like a good business. And it's probably that book. Yeah. Um, my well, that's, yeah, that's, party. I mean, they talk and to like, that. um, you know, social like feed businesses. Yeah. Like they business. talk to like feed and a whole bunch of other brands that like they have a business, but, and they're bringing in money, but they're using that to for do something good. Yeah. good. yeah. And so, and I mean like that's kind of with equal forever from day one, like, that's what I started doing yeah. is I, I was getting money from vendors for advertising and I was turning around and, you know, giving a good amount of that money. Majority of that money was going um, to a small nonprofit here uh, for LGBT act, like activists. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's a great book, like, and it's, it's a quick and easy read. And it's something that it's like, even if you're not thinking of starting a nonprofit, like if you're thinking of how do I just kind of do a little bit more good in the world right. and how do I maybe have some better systems within my own business and some better 
networking and whatnot. So pick it up. It's a good read. So my third book actually is another one of those David. David gets so many books. He reads a lot of business books. I don't think people understand. I'm gonna like put a link to his Goodreads. I know he actually could probably just like do this <laughs> episode do by himself. By himself, and I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe we'll have him come back and talk about business books with us and give us like five recommendations for like a mini episode or something. Uh, but so Neely Galan, who he got this book and I was like, oh, the cover is so nice. Like it's red. It has like type and it's like mm, red. And she's, yes. so, she's wearing her power suit. She's wearing Olivia yes. white suit on it. I'm like, I don't know who this lady is, but she's brown and I want to read it. Um, so I started to kind of read it. I didn't read all of it yet. And the reason why I'm adding this to the list because I went to Blogalicious and one of the keynote speakers was Neely Galan. Okay. And I was like, oh, this lady from the, like, I didn't read, because I didn't read, like, who the keynote speakers. I knew Lovey was one of the speed no- keynote yeah. speakers. And that's only because Twitter kept, like, tweeting about it. And she was tweeting about it. And I was like, okay. So I really, when I go to conferences, especially if I'm speaking, I'm kind of, like, unaware of what's happening. Yeah, because you have to kind of focus on what you're about to, to do. Get, like, my life yeah. together so I'm not a hot mess. So when I got there and I'm like, oh, you know, this, oh, I know this lady from the Red Book. <laughs> and so I went and listened to her, her talk. And first of all, it, like, blew us away because this was, like, right before the election. So she was really giving tips and empowerment for women and things to do. She, I mean, she was, like, like money-dropping tips. Like, that, the, mm-hmm. and that's what she, and she says all this in her book. And from what I've read from the beginning part, there is a lot of knowledge and everything in her background. But the fact that she's out here, she's saying, this is the type of loan you get, or this is the type of thing that you do to buy bills. And she's, like, buying property is important, and women should be buying more property. And she's giving statistics. And she just was really, like... She was not here to play. Like, she literally yeah. was like, look, you're going to listen to me today. And you're going to get your life together. You're going to make some money. So I will recommend it's self-made, becoming empowered, self-reliant, and rich in every way. Mm. Which is like... I feel like I'm definitely reading this book. That book, I mean, like, like I would recommend it just I, for the fact yeah. that I listened to her talk about her book and her life and herself. And I felt like I was blown away. I'm like, I want to be you. She's like, look, I'm getting ready to travel to this place. You know how I got there? I did this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like... You got me on travel. I'm sold. Me. You got me. I mean, and just having um like recurring revenue and just you know income from doing things that aren't really like we need multiple streams of income, and I think that's the reality of going into twenty seventeen. If you haven't thought about doing that, you need to be doing that. And I think her book is one of the first things, and her having her listening to her talk was one of the things that jump started some other um, income streams. That, and that whole weekend was all about making money. So I'm just like, okay. I like mm-hmm. when people get real about making money. Like, I mean, I, it's not the most important thing in the world, but it's important to leave a legacy, especially when you have kids. It's yeah. just important to leave a generational legacy. Um, people of color are always pretty much born into poverty 90% yeah. of the time, or they're just born into not multi-generational wealth because we never had the opportunities. Because we've been, you know, we were slaves for 400 years. We had a 400-year mm-hmm. stopgap between us and some other people. So we're learning how to build that. I think building that through entrepreneurship and having books by women of color would teach us that is yeah. so important. So that's why I would recommend that. I love that. I'm going to pick that one up like literally like right after Christmas this. Gift, maybe. I yeah. Buy it for you for Christmas. You could do that. <laughs> I, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're just going to talk about Christmas gifts. It's fine. Speaking of women of color, so my next book, um, interesting situation. So I remember when we first talked about doing um, this like episode way back in the day there was a book that was out that was really really popular i know i read it i think you read it too and we both were like this book is not good mm-hmm. and everyone else is obsessed with it and i feel like that's kind of why we sh- like one of the reasons that at least i was shying away from doing the episode because i was like if we don't mention this book everyone's gonna be like why aren't you mentioning it but 
we didn't really like it. Should we say what no. it is? Yeah. Uh, well, I will say what it is. You're the one that, like, it makes you Okay, nervous. you can say it. Uh, and I feel like we've talked about this on, like, four different podcasts as well. Like, so, I, neither one of us liked Girl Boss. That's yeah. a surprise um, of what the book is, if you've been listening so, this whole time. So, we didn't like that book. And I was no. surprised because everyone was, like, I mean, it was everywhere like you couldn't like log into any for like platform of social media was, and, like it, not see it everywhere and it's still it's still it's still there, there a lot and it was just like crazy at the time it was everywhere so i was expecting to really like it. i picked it up i read it i was like oh and, wow yeah, i'm we really read it around disappointed the same time. like either make a week in between yeah and, that's, and i felt like i was like did i miss something no. like am i and you're like no, no no so right after i read that i picked up a book um by mickey agrell and she's actually um the person behind thinks the new like oh, period yeah. underwear and she oh, also yeah, is this. a small like she, before that she owned another business um called wild which is in new york city it's a pizza kitchen but she started it like a while ago before like everyone was doing the farm to table thing and yeah. she was one of the first people to do that in new york and starting a restaurant is like very very hard um so anywhere yeah but anywhere but especially in new york, in new york. <laughs> so after the success of that like she ended up like she, she has a few other things that she's done as well but i think that now she's most known for that so she wrote this book called do cool shit and um it came on my radar around the same time as girl boss so i read it right afterwards and i, I honestly after girl boss i was like i don't know if i'm gonna read business yeah. books anymore like this is just not I must not be getting it. Or and then the ones that were recommended by exactly. Like, and so I read this one and I was like, this is what I had expected and what I wanted right. from girl boss. Like this was everything that I was like hoping to read. Um, so basically, um, you know, just right, right from the get go, like she lets you know the type of person she is do cool shit. Like that's what she <laughs> called it. She's not playing punches. So it says quit your day job, start your own business and live happily ever after. And she kind of talks about like her, her own journey into doing that, which she, um, you know, she has parents that were very involved. Um, and she went to like a great school and that sort of thing. She was working, um, I believe it was like a stockbroker. She was actually like working during nine 11, and so she went through, like, all of that and, like, obviously, like, came out alive from that. And that kind of, like, put things into perspective for her, I think, to say, you know what, I'm, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Let me push through and, like, pave my own way. So now she's, like, a, you know, multipreneur or whatever you want to call it. She has quite a few businesses under her belt and she's just, like, kicking ass and doing her thing. Um, and so it kind of tells her story, but then it also kind of sets you up and, like, um, gives you examples of what you can be doing to, like be an awesome entrepreneur yourself. Right. Um, and so I just, I thought it was very hands-on. It was a quick, easy, fun read. It was like, you felt kind of like you were talking to like a friend, like you were sitting right. down with a friend and saying like, Hey, my business is a mess. Like, can you mentor me? Like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And then she's just comes in and she's like, yeah, here's what I did. So she gives you like the real story. She gives you actionable stuff to do. And it's just like a quick and enjoyable read, um, which I haven't found from all the other, like memoirs yeah. and and whatever I really, that I've read. First of all, like the cover, because again, I told you I was stop. It's you, you know, <laughs> you can tell that she, and even the spine. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm showing her the it. spine right I now. Like... I I will put it on Instagram for you guys. Oh it's 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 a beautiful looking book. It's a little worn because I've I've read through it so many times. But um, but yeah, it's just it's such a great read. And like I said, it's a quick read. So like if you if you like to have something on hand during the holidays to read, um, that's not going to be like too intense so that you can like sneak away here and there and just like 
kind of escape, this is, like, the perfect book for that. Yeah. That... And also, she seems like a really awesome person. I want to be best friends with her. She did, um, because I, I did a review on my blog, because occasionally, like, I'll review books, so I reviewed the book on my blog, and then I tweeted about it, and she, like, tweeted back at me, and Aww. I was like, yay! Yeah, so she's really, you. like, at, like, you know, down to earth. Which is sweet. Yeah. I love when people are, like, appreciative of people, um, just uh, acknowledging their work. Because I've gotten, I feel like, and that's another thing about this year that's been kind of, is that I've seen a lot of people get weird. I think a lot of people that yes. I've known, like, personally, they've gotten either, like, a certain level of, I don't want to say the word twain, but, like, they've gotten to a certain place in their careers and they've gotten weird, or people who I've known of, it's just so weird how people have been this year, and I'm like, you guys, we need to bring it back down. It's like something's in the water this year. It's just we need weird. a new supply. So I really love that this book is from someone who's really genuine, who's really open about how she got to where she is, and how you can apply that to yourself. I think that's what was missing, is the how to apply yes. this yes. to you. Because, yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things about Girl Boss that was interesting, but a lot of it was not applicable, and a lot of the steps that were taken to get. I also didn't leave like girl boss feeling inspired, and I I guess that's what I was I very girl boss feeling sad. Yeah, like I feel like ever <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, I'm so inspired, and I'm like, I I don't know what I was missing, but I just was not inspired after reading it. I and this is probably I'm sure it didn't make will me feel me like I can do anything, and I I didn't feel that I way. had a lot of moral issues with girl boss. I did I'm as well. A, I'm not a saint. I, am I not did a, as well. A, genuine person but i think if you are I'm, a genuine person <laughs> I'm not genuine, but i'm not like i'm not like i'm You're not, not perfect, perfect person, but yeah I'm, yeah but I, if i hadn't it and this is what i know where sophia came from because i was online making my space layouts around the same time so i remember yeah. when um you know the boutique came out i remember when all of this stuff happened and the drama with the girl stealing her late like i remember being and like not involved but knowing that from the blogosphere because i was yeah. blogging and i just know so the ex Excuses for some of the things that she did to get to where she were got there. It, there was no genuine like I'm sorry. Yeah. It was kind of like I had to do what I got to do. I had to steal. Oh well. And now I'm like rich and fame. I would have gone back if I had to do that to get to where I am. I still would have gone back to those places and like gave them like money or something. I would. Yeah, I was gonna say there was like I'm a lot sorry. of like gray areas that I didn't understand. Yeah, and, and, and like I people... grew up like like poor so yeah. i'm like i'm i'm not i, I didn't get it because do that, she and so she's not apologetic because men don't do it but well even, I don't care and it didn't seem it. as if like she needed to do those things yeah. like she had family that could have helped you know there were other just, things that could have been done. yeah and, there was just a lot of grayers in there that i was like i don't yeah. like and i didn't feel like this was like this cinderella story that i'm like yeah like you know what a awesome like rags to riches it it wasn't i felt like it was like supposed to be portrayed that way and it wasn't that way and i'm like you know afterwards again i read do cool shit and i'm like there was no stealing there was no anything like you know like like i felt like you could cheer for the person who is in this book and want them to that was needed absolutely like a woman of color and having different blinders on i could never go to a store and walk around first of all but actually wanting to buy things Without them following me. So I wouldn't yeah. even have been able to do the things she did. I yeah. wouldn't be able to walk away with stolen items because I would have gone to jail. Yeah. Immediately. So I yeah. think that was like, I think a lot of people were like, that's so inspiring. And, I, I, and it really made me question a lot of people because they, they get up in arms about like Beyonce not wearing pants. And I'm like, so right. you were mad that Beyonce didn't wear pants to the Super Bowl, but you're okay with like shoplifting and, and, and reselling it on the And yeah, again, cool. like it's I like people make mistakes, but I guess for me it was just the whole like laissez faire attitude after yeah, like was, afterwards. It was very it's like, yep, this like, has happened. Mm, like that's whatever. Cool. 
Yeah. That's just our our opinions. It's our reviews. You don't like it? Oh, well. Don't know what to tell you. We said it. We That's why we give you other there. books to read. That's why we give you so many. And so one that I always... We gave re- you a non-recommendation. <laughs> we gave you a non-recommendation <laughs> in the middle of recommendations. Well, I think it's just like... Because it's a book, and I'm sure people are probably like, why is it not on this list? That's well, and that's, that's like, I guess what I want to say to people is like, if you, if you read Girl Boss, or even if you didn't, but if you've heard of it, I will say, and you didn't hear of Do Cool Shit, like, that's because that book flew under the radar. It should be, like, the people, like, the people that are talking about Girl Boss, I feel like this is the book that they should have read, and they probably yeah. would have enjoyed it more, and gotten more out of it. Yeah. Well, they probably just offended it by the title. Yeah, Maybe. Because, like I said, I, I know a lot of It has an asterisk over the who, eye. So. A lot of people, <laughs> people I knew really love Girl Boss, and that's why I was so baffled. Because I was like, if you're, like, like I said, you, I've known people who literally got mad that Beyonce did not wear pants to the Super Bowl. Oh, goodness. But enjoyed Girl Boss, and I'm like, your moral Listen, center Listen, we're all very off. lucky that Beyonce doesn't wear pants. Like, <laughs> we should be so lucky to be able so, to look at her. So, so. Bruno Mars in mind. Coldplay in mind. So, it's fine. So my last recommendation, I'm sure if you've been an entrepreneur, you've read this. If you haven't been, which I learned this weekend, that some people haven't read it. So I'm super excited that we got to introduce this book um, at brunch this weekend with a couple of bloggers we with. So The $100 Startup is like the like go-to how to become an entrepreneur book. Um, it basically is a story about Chris. I'm not going to miss his last name. He's, he has like a French, like New Orleans last yeah, name. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. Um, but he talks about all these different people who bought, built businesses earning more than $50,000 um, from small investments. So small amount of startup, small capital. They didn't have large capital. They didn't get Kickstarter. They just had like $99 and built really awesome businesses. And they also have businesses that make $50,000 or more. Like $50,000, people might think it's really impossible to make on your own. I'm going to tell you it's not. <laughs> first time we made fifty thousand dollars i was like oh snap we made fifty thousand dollars look at us we made some money so it's really not difficult to do on your own i if i can do it you, you can, can do, do it, it. Like, you can do it i promise you i'm not a millionaire but it really like it sounds like a lot of money so that's one thing that i really like about the hundred dollar startup it's not telling you to become a millionaire overnight yeah it's saying you can replace an income in your family yeah and if you know the median income in the country isn't it like thirty seven thousand dollars or something that similar sim- 37 sim- to 40 yeah, that sounds like i know accurate. in um where we live the median income for a family of three is 74 yeah 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 about but that. if you're making fifty thousand dollars you buy yourself or even like that you're almost mm-hmm. there that's on your own terms you didn't get that money from being an executive that's your money that you made on your own so I really do recommend The $100 Startup. It just has so many cool stories. You learn about so many cool businesses. And that's what I like about some business books about having examples because it's so relatable when you think this person only had like $75 and they made money off of that. Like you don't need a lot of capital always to start a business that's producing revenue. So everybody can make money on the side. You, you guys need, like we talked about, multiple streams of income yes. in 2017. Even if you have a job, you need to get a side hustle. Yep. Side right hustle now. time. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my last book that I'm going to recommend is also by a woman of color, Jennifer Lee. And she's probably the only one whose last name that I said correctly today. So I apologize for that. Um, but it is called building your business, the right brain way, sustainable success for the creative entrepreneur. Um, I love this book. This is my favorite of the group. 
Um, it's basically like a really fun, cool, like textbook for adult creatives. Like yeah. it basically is like a, like, you know, when you're in school and you have like the workbook that you yeah. work through in like in tandem with the textbook, that's what it's like. It's like, it has all these like cool, like drawings oh, inside and stuff like that. And like, you know, it's just really it's fun. Doodles. There are yeah. Doodles there's in like there. doodles inside and there's like spaces to like write, write your yeah. own stuff and fill stuff in. So it really, I've gone through it before. Um, I didn't write in it because I have multiple businesses. So I actually photocopied the pages mm-hmm. so that I could use it multiple times. So I used it first with my photography company. Then I used it again with Eco and Forever. And then earlier this year, I used it um, with consulting. Um, and so it's just really fantastic. It, it applies to a lot of different types of creative businesses. It's not like it only is like a one size fits all, but it's a really like fun way to come up with like solid business plan, like great systems, like literally every, I mean, it covers everything and doing it without being bored out of your mind. Right. And I do have like, cause I, I, when I was, before I dropped out of college, I um, was studying psych business and marketing. So I have a lot of my business books that I kept. Cause I was like, first of all, these were expensive. Yeah. Second of all, they're beneficial. I can still use them. But ever since I got this, I found myself referencing this more than I reference my business books because it's like a lot of it is similar information, but this is just presented in a way that's like much more interesting. And it's really helpful with like planning things out with like um, planning out goals and things like that. So honestly, it's something that I like to kind of pick up at the beginning of, even if you just own one business, but I feel like picking it up at the beginning of the year and just kind of going through um, the prompts and seeing like, oh, is there anything I miss or, you know, should I switch something up right. here or there? Um, it's just a really fantastic book. And I feel like it's also a great book to give as a gift. Yeah, if you know somebody that. who is it a creative. Like yeah. Gift. So I feel like if you, if you're going to, you know, if you're like curious, pick it up and give it as a gift, but like scroll through it yourself first and be like, okay. And then you're probably just going to end up buying two because it's really fantastic. And before we finish up, I do want to mention the year of yes. The year of yes. Which I also brought with me to smell. Oh my goodness. And I I believe that I, I know I had to have talked about this book on the podcast before yes, because we, I after right after you read when it, I read it, like I just it. literally went on like my own book tour of like <laughs> bringing it everywhere and talking about this book. You instantly became Sean. And the thing is, is like so I went into this year and my birthday is twelve days after the new year. I was born on January twelfth. So I always feel like I'm getting like a new year, a new age, like I start fresh with everything in January, which is, is great. I love that. It's perfect for my Capricorn personality. Um so going into this year I was like, Yes, I'm twenty nine. Like, I'm really just going to, like, this year is going to be all me. Like, I'm going to do the things I want. It's all going to be fantastic. I'm going to live it up, blah, blah, blah. Well, then what happened? 2016 happened. (laughs) So I feel like my year of yes was, like, you don't want to say yes to everything in 2016. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shonda didn't know that uh, it would be like this. Yeah. So I'm like, her year of yes was, I believe, like 2014 or 2013, something like that. Yeah. So, but this, yeah, this was not exactly um, what I would call a year of yes. I think a lot of things in 2016 you just want to say no to. Um, But I do think that it's such a great book. I think that it's always something that I'll probably skim through towards the beginning of the year just for inspiration. And I do think it's like a good lifestyle to kind of like say yes to more things. And I know that, um, you know, in the beginning of the year, we talked about me doing more uh, like social 
networking in person and all that (laughs) going to places so I'm like that's still something that I haven't done as much as I should have done but in my defense this year was horrific um but I'm hoping that going into this new year I can do a little bit more of that so if you haven't read the year of yes it's not exactly a business book but it's just kind of like an inspirational book it's a book for all people yeah yeah and I mean we I know we like if you go back I'm sure we talked about it for like at least 30 minutes already so (laughs) yeah she really is she's the truth I love her so well I hope that you guys have a lot of great reading material for hopefully the holidays and then the beginning of um 2017 and maybe we can do this again like in June so we can give you guys some reads for because I mean this is like what eight books so technically if you wanted to read one business book a month like you're good for a while um but maybe we can come back over summer and do the same thing and get you some some more books for the second half of the year awesome all right well we will see you guys next week